At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC. It is our off-season series examining each and every one of the Hornets players from this past season and kind of looking into the future as well as reviewing everything they've done. Today, our player to spotlight is center Cody Zeller. And to help me take a look at Cody's season, we've got Matt Carroll, Hornets Director of Player Programs and a 10-year NBA veteran here with us again on the HHC. Matt, how are you? Sam, I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It is good to be talking basketball again. Uh, we talked a little bit about this off air that, you know, it's kind of a, a sudden stop whenever the season ends. We went from doing a podcast every single day to now taking a week off for the first time in forever. So it's good to get back into the routine and uh, looking forward to talking some players with you. I, I am too. I always say, you know, we were talking about this earlier, but there's only one team that finishes season probably happy. <laughs> And everybody else is always a little bittersweet. You know, the season is always long. It's a grind. Uh, always ends a little bit early for most teams. But then again, you have an off season, a much-needed break for, for all teams and players and staff. So you can take a little bit of positive and negative from, from everybody's end. I think that's very true. And I think for the Hornets, at least, based off where the team is in its trajectory, it's 
more sweet, a little less bitter, because as Mitch Kupchak touched on in his end-of-season interviews, expectations were not exactly high for this team this specific season. Most people believe the Hornets exceeded expectations just getting into the play-in tournament, and they were kind of a victim of their own success early on that uh, maybe it does feel a little bit bitter that the Hornets were bounced as early as they were. But it's a young core, and we're excited to talk about these players. We're going to start off today, though, on one of the more veteran players, Cody Zeller, the center for the Hornets. He started the year as the starting center. Injuries immediately derailed him. He had the broken hand that sat him out for about a month. Able to get back, he was in and out of the starting lineup at one point, in and out of the rotation. But he ends the season on a strong note. Six consecutive games in double figures, including maybe being the only player who played well against Indiana in the first half in that play-in game. He ends up under 10 points per game for the first time since 2019, but I think that had more to do with his minutes dropping overall, because if you look at his production per 36 minutes, it was a really solid season and his best in terms of two-point field goal percentage of his career at just a hair under 60%. So all those numbers and notes are out there for you. How would you evaluate Cody Zeller in now his eighth season with the Hornets? I thought Cody had a, a good season. I, I really did. And, um, you know, the one thing I'll say about Cody Zeller, having watched him and knowing him for many years, I mean, he's the ultimate pro. He's a veteran now. You know, he's got, you know, seven years of experience. He is a guy that, as a coach, you'd love to have on your team because he's very knowledgeable. He's got great IQ. He's experienced. He's good for the locker room because he leads by example. And he's a great teammate. You know, he's unselfish. You know, so he does all the things, I think, as a coaching staff you want in your locker room, on your roster. And on top of all that, he can play. You know, he still has the ability to put up big numbers in certain games. But Cody's not the guy that needs to have, you know, 10, 15 shots a game. You know, he's going to get offensive boards. He's going to score when it comes to him. But I think what impresses me most about Cody Zeller and, you know, over the years and even to this day is, He's fun to play with. He's a playmaker. I remember years ago when he was with Kemba. Kemba loved Cody because Cody knows how to screen. He knows the angles. You can throw it to Cody, play a little pitch game, and he'll find guys. He can take a couple dribbles, set guys up off their you know, DHOs. So there's a lot to his game that doesn't show up on a stat sheet, and I think that's where Cody brings so much value. I think that's very true, and one other thing that didn't show up on a lot of stat sheets is just how good of an offensive rebounder he was. He never really played enough games to qualify for the top 20 list, but had he played in enough games, I think he missed it by maybe a handful, he would have been in the top 20. Cody Zeller put up some solid numbers when healthy there for the Hornets at a position that seems made in this era. You know, you're you're basically... Only getting attention if you're getting burnt. I mean, it's almost like an offensive lineman in football. If you're getting attention, it's usually for a penalty or for a sack happening on your watch. Yeah, right. No, that's exactly right. And, you know, Cody's smart. You know, anyone who hangs around the league, as long as he has already, you know, you have to be smart. You have to know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And Cody, I think, really maximizes his talent and ability. You know, I think when he's playing against bigger, stronger more physical players, he, he runs them. You know, Cody's a great runner. He gets out, he runs the court, finds a way to get open layups, beats the other big down the floor. So he knows how to mix it up, you know, and looking at his matchups, you know, he can bang, never backs down. He does a good job at anticipating, drawing charges, fighting around fronting players. So 
I think he's really uh, creative and crafty when it comes to the mashups that he faces. But I think a lot of that is just knowing the game, knowing who you are, you know. And Cody, you know, over the years too, Sam has really worked hard on his shooting. Seeing Cody in the off season with Jay Triano, spent countless hours shooting three pointers. Now, obviously, it hasn't shown up. I, I think maybe how we would like, but I think what people have to realize is the work that goes in, you know, with NBA players is just you know incredible. You know, Cody didn't shoot a great percentage this year, but doesn't mean he's not putting the work in. You know, so. That's kind of just how the game goes. It shows you how hard it is, I think, at the NBA level to, you know, be a high-percentage shooter or be considered, you know, good enough to take those shots. But he didn't shy away when he was open. He let it fly. So I just, you know, I've been impressed, I think, with his work ethic over time and just always being prepared, more or less mentally, knowing who he's going against in his matchups. Defensively, how would you evaluate him? Because from, from my perspective, I thought two things stood out. One He's not the shot blocker necessarily that P.J. Washington or Bismarck Biombo is, but he's going to make you work for your points. You know, if you're a Joel Embiid, you're going to have to shoot the ball to really dominate on the scoreboard. He's always going to, Cody is always going to be between you and the basket. And two, uh, the refs seem to not like Cody very much because for such a likable guy, he fouled more people with his face this season than I mean he would get elbowed across the jaw and somehow it'd be his fault for being there Uh, that's a personal pet peeve of mine but I thought Cody did a a good job of being who he is on the defensive side of the ball but I'm not an expert in any sense you are how would you evaluate Cody Zeller as a defensive player I think your evaluation is fair Cody you know he's not your you know your rim flying around shot blocker rim protector but he's a position player what I really noticed watching him is, you know, a lot of the bigs don't want to run a ton, you know, and Cody's a great screen setter. So on offense, he can do things like that. But defensively, it's about being smart. You know, it's recognizing play calls, you know, in pick and roll situations, calling out the right coverage, helping all the young guards and perimeter players that the Hornets have. So I think a lot of it is Cody just being smart. A big in the NBA is really difficult on defense. You know, that's why young bigs have trouble getting minutes on the floor because the coverages are so tough. I mean, every player that comes off a ball screen, you're asked to do so much. You have to guard the smaller guys that are quicker and faster. Then you switch back onto a guy that's bigger and stronger. So the bigs are the one that control all the coverages, and they're in the back lines. They're calling out which way to force them, you know, weak him, send them to strong. Whatever you're doing that particular game, what the game plan is, it comes down to the bigs. So if you can't call that out mentally and handle that load, you're not going to be on the floor. So I think Cody, with his IQ, really helps a lot of the younger players or younger guards by just always knowing the right coverage and what to do and say at those times. Before we wrap up our conversation on this past season, I want to ask you, Matt, do you have a favorite Cody Zeller game or moment from this season that stands out to you? Oh, geez. Um, I think some of my favorite moments with Cody are when he dunks on somebody. Graham calling for a screen from Zeller. Just grazes one. Now throws a backdoor pass for Zeller, who throws it down on Antetokounmpo. Welcome back, Cody Zeller. Because he surprises them. You know, usually it's in transition, and it's a little flip back or a kick ahead, and Cody goes off that left leg with the right hand and just hammers it home. And I think you look at both benches on both teams, and they kind of have that look of like, did he just do that? What just happened? Was that Cody Zeller? You know, because he's got some sneaky little hops, you know, when he gets a running start off that left leg. So I got to say, when he dunks on somebody pretty nasty, and he had a couple this year, that's my favorite play that Cody does. He had some special moments. We're going to talk to Cody next, 
about his favorite moments from this past season and his overall evaluation of the 2020-2021 campaign. We'll talk to Cody next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center, now open Thursday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail, or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. Sam Farber here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, and now, without further ado, we welcome in Cody Zeller. Cody, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Your eighth season here in Charlotte, you ended up on a bit of a high note. You score in double figures each of your last six games, and you lead the team back to the postseason. How would you evaluate this year overall? Uh, it was not bad. It was a long year with you know COVID, and you never really knew what to expect when you entered the arena each day. With all the protocols, a lot of games in a short amount of time. But for me individually, I thought it was uh, a fine year. Obviously, we would have liked be playing deeper into the playoffs uh, I think we had enough talent but too many injuries you know not enough things that went our way so a little bit of a sour taste in our mouth to end the season but overall uh, there's a lot to be to be proud of you touched on the COVID protocols and that's definitely going to be one you know big story of this year in in any sport in any facet of life necessity is the mother of invention there's a lot of stuff that had to be put into place for you guys to be able to play a lot of it I know guys didn't like, but I'm sure there's some things that maybe will continue on. Is there any one thing that was learned from having to play amidst the pandemic that you might incorporate into what you do moving forward or would like to see the NBA continue? I don't know. There was so much that was different. I think that uh, I don't think any of us are going to miss the daily testing uh, twice a day. I'm looking forward to just seeing some family and friends that I haven't been able to see. Uh, we've just kind of been on lockdown the past few months, but but yeah, and just to have you know, kind of fans back in the arena. I think they've figured out a lot of stuff in the arena, where you can do the tickets virtually, you can do the concessions virtually, you can do all that. So I think they made a lot of a lot of changes that'll stick, and some that will be glad are gone come next year. In terms of things you're glad are gone, what will you be more happy to be rid of: the fanless environments or the morning and nightly testing? Both were pretty bad. I think the fans, man. I. It's uh, over the course of a 72-82 game season, uh, there's plenty of nights where you kind of feed off the crowd and get some energy from them, whether it's home or away. Playing in front of, you know, fun atmospheres, everything else is kind of one of the one of the benefits of playing in this league is the fun atmosphere. So that was a huge piece that we missed this year and just kind of felt flat a lot of times out there. So uh, we'll definitely be f- excited to have the fans back. You were able to create your own energy quite a bit out there. Was there a, a specific moment during the course of the season that will stand out to you as something you always remember? Um, a specific moment, I think, uh, man, there's so many. It was, it was just a unique year that I think uh, I'll remember a lot from this year as opposed to others. One of them that kind of sticks in my mind is the uh, we played Minnesota at home. We had a, a false false positive. We had a positive test in the morning. And uh, we weren't sure if we were going to play the game. We weren't sure if, you know, who was going to be out because of contract tracing, everything else. So they finally let us in the in the arena about an hour before game time. Which usually it's we have shoot around in the morning. We have a scouting report. We have treatment. You have a lift. You have a court time all leading up to the seven o'clock game. So they let us into the gym about six o'clock and weren't sure if we were going to play. And we ended up just basically throwing a ball out there and playing like it was old AAU days. You just kind of show up and play. And it was one of our better games all year. We played really well. Hornets 
Chance at a run out. Monk leaves it for Zeller, and he'll drive and jam it with a right hand. Reward the big man for running the floor. Cody Zeller, 15. Hornets by three. Stuff like that, I don't I don't know if I'll ever have another game where I walk into the building an hour before tip-off. Stuff like that is so unique that you can't you can't draw it up any other way. So there was a lot of unique situations like that, but like I said, it was uh, it was fun to do with this group and uh, it was a fun year overall. That was certainly a signature moment about this team coming together. What about a signature play overall, maybe one not involving you, just something you witnessed that this team did that when we look back five years, if there's like a snapshot, a poster made of this season, what, what is the piece of artwork that goes on there? Uh, we had an exciting exciting team to watch this year. Uh, I think with, you know, obviously LaMelo, some of his passes that he had, some of the dunks that Miles had, uh, his one over Capella here at home, you know, some of the alley-oops with, with Melo and, uh, and Miles. And then, you know, we had our, a couple game winners, you know, Terry's game winner against the Warriors. Um, and uh, Eric Collins on the call for all of those. So I think it was a really exciting, you know, kind of fun group to watch. And uh, like I said, I wish the f- we could have felt the fans in the building. But it was uh, it's fun to see just the support here in Charlotte from the, for the team as well. Lastly, before we let you go, I know there's you know always uncertainty when you enter into the offseason. There's some fluidity in the, the business in general. But you were one of the, the players that was contacted by Gordon Hayward coming in about the inside scoop on Charlotte. Tell me what it's really like here. JB already said that you know he hopes this is a, a place that people target and believes it will be with the young nucleus and what you guys have established here. What do you think that the biggest selling point is for Charlotte now as opposed to when you started your career here? Where has where this team gone in your eight years with the franchise? Yeah, I think everyone can kind of see the, the direction in which the team is moving with younger players. Obviously to see how well Melo passes the ball and gets it, you know, finds the open guy. That's fun and exciting to, to, uh, to play with. And then the, the city of Charlotte, like I was, I was telling Gordon when I was telling him, the city of Charlotte's very family friendly. It's, uh, it's an easy place to live, you know, as opposed to some of the bigger cities. I've always been a kind of a small town guy. So Charlotte's perfect for me. So if you're looking for, you know, a group that's, you know, up and coming, uh, exciting style of play and a fairly easy city to live in, then Charlotte's a great spot. Cody, it's been great watching you all year. We wish you nothing but the best in the offseason and hope to talk to you again soon. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Stick around. More to come after this on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Our thanks again to Cody Zeller for joining us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast and throughout the season. Matt Carroll back with us. And Matt, uh, your top-line takeaway from our conversation with Cody. Uh, I think Cody said it well. I mean, what a year. You're going to remember some just interesting moments that happened this season. I think even beyond the basketball, you know, what has happened off the court, the COVID protocols, really just an appreciation I have for what everybody involved in this season in the NBA, players and staff had to go through, but especially the players. My hat's off to them to make this season happen. You know, it wasn't talked about in the media much, but the amount of testing, you know, seeing players go in, you get tested, you have to go sit in your car for 30 to 60 minutes before you get a negative test result, then you're allowed in. And doing that day in, day out, 
coming back at night, getting tested again. I mean, you had no free time at all this season. Everything, when you weren't playing, you weren't in the arena, was coming back, getting tested. You weren't really permitted to do anything, you know, like a lot of us. So I think just what the players had to sacrifice this season really kind of sums it up and wraps it up. I agree. And I like that he pointed out that win over Minnesota on a couple of levels. One, it, it truly personifies how crazy this year was with the protocols. The team, an hour before a tip-off, was not in the arena. They were all sitting in their cars waiting to find out if they could come into the arena. And then on top of that, to still get the win, because the Hornets and Minnesota, as well as Oklahoma City, were in the top three in a category JB referenced quite a bit down the stretch. The teams with the most minutes and games played percentage-wise by guys in their first, second, and third years in the league. And while Cody Zeller isn't a part of that group, it really shows that you know being young in the NBA is hard because you tend to absorb a lot of losses, cases in point, Minnesota and Oklahoma City. But this Hornets team got a lot of positive experience, and I think you can credit a lot of it in some degree to some of the veterans like Cody Zeller and Gordon Hayward and others who were able to help steer this young, talented core along the way. Matt, when we look ahead, we're not going to speculate on on anyone over the course of any of these podcasts. So, you know, guys that are free agents like Cody Zeller, we wish them all the best. And if they're here with Charlotte, that's fantastic. If they go somewhere else, that's fantastic. Whatever is best for them, we're, we're rooting for them all as people. But just in general, what do you expect the center position to look like in Charlotte come next season? You know, I think it's, it's, it's a great question. I think it's a question that a lot of people are wondering and talking about. I think having, you know, this year with Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo kind of sharing the, the time and the position and the spotlight, two very different players, will it look like that next season? It's a good question. I don't know. Can you keep both of them? Can you keep one of them? Um, and then we have two young guys. We have two young bigs with Nick Richards and Vernon Carey Jr. who are, are, are young and, and, you know, they have potential. And this offseason is going to be huge for them on what they can bring and what can they, you know, work on and develop and prepare themselves to be ready for next season. And then you got to look at free agency. Is there a free agent, you know, that maybe the Hornets look to sign? So I would say, if anything, I think the Hornets will look to maybe upgrade their rim protection more than anything, somebody different than Cody. And that doesn't mean that you can't have Cody or Bismack in addition to someone else. But I think – that position, a, a, a big-time shot blocker, a rim protector, is really valuable in the NBA these days. And we really haven't had that type of person. I mean, Bismack Biombo, I think, can be a rim protector. Doesn't quite have the size. You know, he's not seven feet tall of some of the guys in the league that really, really bring a presence. But obviously capable. But I would think you probably would look for someone a little bit younger. So I, I don't really know what it's going to look like. But I think the Hornets have options. I think they're going to explore different possibilities. But I think there's a chance that you could have at least Cody or Biz back, if not both, and add something else to it. So uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. In terms of Cody Zeller as an individual, where do you see his value right now across the league? In a certain respect, center is a position that has undergone a lot of transition. Let's just put it that way, um, in terms of the way the league sees those players and, and what attributes they're looking for. But from a production standpoint, I don't think there's any question that Cody Zeller proved he can still be a very productive player, whether he's given 25-plus minutes in a game as he was at times, or if he's coming in in, in spurts and just asked to you know contribute 
8, 10, 12 minutes a game. This is a guy who shot the ball, at least from the interior, two-point field goal percentage, best year of his career. And even though he was under 10 points per game for the first time in a couple of seasons, uh, said it earlier, that seemed to have much more to do with how many minutes he was played than his shooting percentage or his usage rate. I think Cody Zeller still has a lot of value in the NBA. And I think there's going to be quite a few other teams that are going to be interested in Cody Zeller, you know, because he's the type of player that, you know, he's not slowing down. He takes care of his body. He stays in great shape. He's a veteran. He's experienced. He's played in the playoffs. So I think he brings a lot of value to to any team. So I think people are going to take a strong look and look to try to sign him if he's available. Uh, I'd like to see him stay here in Charlotte. But I think with Cody, you know, he's the type of player where he can play starter minutes and he can get you 20 and 10 on certain nights. And then there's times when he can come off the bench and be a backup and he might get you, you know, 10 and 5, depending on his opportunity and how many minutes he plays. So I think having a guy that can kind of adapt to a starter and coming off the bench and be, you know, a, a pro's pro and, and not complain and not whine and be a great teammate, good locker room guy, I mean, that's, that's a, I don't see why any team wouldn't want that, you know. I very much agree with you. It's such a difficult position to evaluate. And again, I I make that comparison to offensive linemen. People only seem to notice the centers outside of those elite few that are uh, MVP or all-star worthy year in and year out. But most of the time, people see them on the wrong end of a poster play. But you look at Cody Zeller's production when he's healthy, when he's out there, he's able to hold his own with some of the best in the NBA and taking a flyer on some of these guys who are having trouble staying healthy or struggling to stay productive in this modern era might not be the best route to go compared to a known commodity in Cody Zeller. I'd agree. You know, and the, you know, I look at Cody as, as having more value. Uh, I like what Cody brings to the table more than someone kind of on the downhill slope of their career. We're very much going to be interested to see what happens with Cody. He's he's just a great guy, a great interview. It's been wonderful for me as a rookie broadcaster getting to know him and certainly wishing him nothing but the best moving forward. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks to Matt Carroll for helping me break down Cody Zeller's eighth season in Charlotte. We'll be back in a couple of days with another player-focused profile here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.